Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Daily Kofefi on Unsafe Space. Today is, what, Wednesday, January 15th. I'm your host, Carter Laren, and I'm joined, as always, by the bad mamma jamma, Carrie Smith. Good afternoon, Carter. <laughs> that was awfully formal. <laughs> Did you know I... it's our 300th episode today, Carrie? No, if I'd known, I would have put on some celebratory outfit. Perhaps. Would you have? Maybe. <laughs> I don't think you would have. Maybe not. I am in so much pain. I am, well, emotional and psychological pain as well. But <laughs> physical pain, <laughs> I have a, three days ago, I got this crick in my neck. And it started off small on like one side. And then yesterday, it was pretty much spread to the whole neck, shoulders, lower back, everything. And was just radiating just painful all day i did i tried been gay and other stuff and then um and then today it's it's pretty much equal maybe slightly less painful than yesterday but anyway i i just feel like i am such a wuss i can't take this constant i just have a as (laughs) as we get older is this show going to turn into just old people complaining (laughs) (laughs) yes they're like well, let me tell you what happened this morning. <laughs> uh, I think uh looks like a Democrat's going to win. My knee is acting up again today. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Can you predict elections with your, your bad no, knees? No, but my knee does act up when it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke, Carrie. <laughs> it's true. You can feel it in there. I, had, I tore my ACL years ago, and you can feel it. Fair. Mm. Fair. Um... Thank you again, everyone, for um, liking, sharing, and subscribing. Please don't forget to keep doing that. You can go to subscribestar.com to support us financially, which, of course, we we need. Um, And uh, also, thanks again to Jack. He's doing a great job, Carrie, on on Facebook. He's posting interesting stuff, and people are liking it. I'm liking it, and I'm looking at it going, oh, yeah, Um, posting stuff actually works. People interact with you, but not if you're quiet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes good job jack I re- i'm really enjoying his posts as well i like yeah. that people were sharing their stories of um waking up from or moving away from my old ideology sjw ideology that was kind of cool seeing that. Yes. yeah i wonder how many people in our audience actually come from the left and how many are more just like have always been libertarian or on the right or whatever i, I don't know we I don't have should a good have jack do a poll on facebook yeah, that's a good idea. He'll probably yeah. listen to this and decide to do a poll on his own. Yeah. So you don't have to ask him. Yeah. And because yeah. uh, I'm curious too. I mean, I know he's like me. He also came from the left, the woke left. Um, right. Yeah, I'm curious. Right. But I, I didn't at all. Right. So you didn't. Yeah, you didn't. And I know yeah. we have some people who are like conservatives and have probably always been conservative. And, and, but I think we've picked up a lot of people on the left as well. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, anyone who viewed themselves as a liberal has to start questioning what's going on on the left nowadays, so... Um, oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. But, Carrie, uh, you showed me something that just really disturbing. I- I'm like, yeah. I don't, I don't want to be a downer, but Jesus. Uh, this report uh, about Manchester, oh, my God, um, 
I don't. Do you want to do a high level, or do you want me? I don't. Do you want to? You you do the high level. I just want to say what Carter is about to tell you about has happened over and over. It's the same story. In fact, I went on Facebook and dug up a post of mine from I believe it was early 2018, where I was posting the same story about a different neighborhood in the UK. Yeah. That in the same circumstances. And yeah. the same cover, the same cover up because of the same fear. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I don't even look. If you have kids, this is not probably an appropriate show for kids uh, to be listening to. Um, not that not that our shows are generally appropriate, but this one, uh, this one really isn't. Um, so, I guess I guess the way to introduce this is. Um, Back in July of 2017, the BBC published a documentary called The Betrayed Girls, and it was about uh, child sexual exploitation in the greater Manchester area in the UK. And the documentary was suggesting that uh, there was, let's say, to be, we'll be polite about it or, or generous about it, some level of incompetence. In, with respect to getting young girls justice uh, who were being routinely uh, raped and exploited sexually in other ways. And there was a, and, and one, of the, one of the feature, one of the people featured in this was a, a young girl by the name of Victoria. She, um, she was 15. She had a, quote, pimp. Um, so a lot of times they refer to these as child prostitution, which is not really a legitimate um, description because prostitution uh, implies consent of adults. Um, I'm not opposed to legal prostitution. Uh, I'm not sure that's the greatest idea for people to be doing, but I'm not, I wouldn't be against it legally. Um, but this is not that. These are children. Uh, children can't consent uh, in the same way. And anyway, Victoria, while she was in the care of the social services in Manchester, um, her pimp was allowed to access to her and visited her, and apparently they knew that she, he was uh, injecting her with heroin. So one of the things that you do, apparently, if you're trying to um, cultivate a large number of girls, and if you're, you know, there are these, you hear about these rape gangs or grooming gangs, one of the things that you do is you... Um, you get girls addicted to heroin, and uh, I guess they're probably more pliable once you do that. They're more um, willing to, to do whatever. So he was showing up. Actually, I think she died. She died in the hospital, um, but they're pretty sure that he, uh, she died of a heroin overdose, which they're pretty sure he gave her um, because he was allowed to visit her and exchange, quote, sexual favors. Now, again, this is not a sexual favor exchange if the girl's 15. Um, this, is, this is rape. So, um, so anyway, there was this documentary and, uh, at the time there was this, so shortly after the documentary, the mayor opened up this, uh, I guess shortly after the documentary, the mayor opened up this investigation to figure out why they closed the original investigation. So there had been an investigation back in 2004 and 2005 when this stuff was happening. 
Uh, that investigation was called Operation Augusta. And it was launched after this this girl, Victoria, died. It would, And it was to identify, obviously, other victims and bring people to justice and uncover this, this gang. But it was shut down and not a lot really happened. I mean, a couple people served jail time, but there was a lot of a lot of uh, concern that really it was kind of shut down prematurely and, and really perpetrators were allowed to escape and, and not really even be prosecuted or, or, or bothered to uh, be investigated in any real detail. And that a lot of victims subsequently, there were a lot of victims that kind of were continued, they were allowed to continue to operate basically these perpetrators. Um, so, after this BBC documentary, the mayor of Manchester uh, said, okay, let's let's do this review. Um, and just the other day, this review came out. This is actually only part one of this review is out so far. Um, it's called an assurance review of Operation Augusta. And these, they were, this is an investigation into like, why did, um, why did this operation shut down in the first place? So that's kind of, and we're going to go through that um, and not, not in too much detail, but that's kind of an introduction of what's going on. What you're going to hear, uh, the other thing I want to say, and I, I think is important to point out, I'm going to mention that uh, these grooming gangs are Pakistani men, and um, that's not because it has, I care about their race specifically. Um, it's not that the people that care about the children care about the race of the perpetrators. Um, no one's saying that people are raping because they're Pakistani or because they're Muslim. Maybe some people are saying that. We're not saying that. <laughs> um, what we are saying is that perhaps they were protected because oh. they were Pakistani or Muslim. That's No, I'm, that's I'm interrupting. Okay. It's not perhaps. They are protected because the police... <laughs> No, because the police are afraid of being called racist. I'm, there's two other, there's so many cities this has happened in. I just, I just want to, a brief aside, Rother, this happened in Rotterdam. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. Rotherham? Rotherham, Rotherham yep. Rotherham, 1,400 girls. And this went on for decades. And the city, when it finally was uncovered, the city did an independent investigation and commission. And they found that the, uh, here it is, the inquiry team noted fears among the council staff of being labeled racist. Yes. That's why they didn't report it. Telford, Telford in 2018, over a thousand girls, same thing, Telford. The Daily Sun did an investigation. What did they find? Same thing. The police let it go on for decades. They had known since the 1990s. They let it go on for decades. Why? The police were more afraid of being called racist than of letting these men continue to rape children. So, yep. and, and there's, and the list of cities, I mean, this isn't a full list, but th they've uncovered Rockdale. this child. Rockdale's another yeah. one. Yeah, Rotherdam, Oxfordshire, Sheffield, Sandwell, Telford, Manchester. Yep. Rockdale. Yep, and Man Manchester's and just the latest that we're seeing. Manchester's right? just the latest. That's why, I, I'm sorry to interrupt, it just, it makes me so angry because I, I could, I, I looked back through my, feed because I was trying to remember wh when was the first time we talked about one of these child sex rings and specifically about the investigation uncovering that the cops allowed it to continue because they were afraid of being called racist. That was in March of 2018 when they were talking about Telford. 
And yeah. Rotherdom, or rather, if I'm pronouncing it, had already happened. Douglas Murray actually did a study yeah. on that. Uh, Rotherham anyway, predates that one. Yeah. Rotherham predates that one. Same conclusions. Independent commission, same conclusions. The police were afraid of being called racist and let it keep going. So... I'm sorry, I'm very angry. <laughs> That's all right. I, I, you're pushing back but, on my use of the word perhaps, which I was saying uh, partly uh, sarcastically. But uh, Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, I'm pushing back on that because also, because it's not sarcasm. Don't, don't use sarcasm. I mean, I know we use it sometimes, but I hate using sarcasm when, you, when people are using those words for real. I had a friend when we were talking about the Telford one two years ago who in her comments is like, this is awful, but I don't like your... In, for inference, you're infer you're inferring that that the co- that the cops are doing this. Me inferring, inferring. Did you read the commission? Did you read the investigation? Did you read the report? It's not possibly because it's not. I'm not making an inference. I'm making this is their conclusion. I'm not yelling at you, Carter. Yeah, I just want to point out that's not the conclusion of this report yet. This is part yes, one, okay. and they have not said that. So right, I'm I'm talking about the old ones for anyone listening. Yeah. So the re- one of the reasons I chose to use the word perhaps is I suspect it's the same as the old ones. It looks like it's going to be the same as the old ones. There's um, a former detective who claims it's the same as the old ones and that they're avoiding avoiding it because they're worried about being called racist. However, that's not the this report is just the kind of part one of the report. And that's not their conclusion yet. They didn't actually even ask the question of why, sort of. They're just trying to this first part is just like. Was the was it shut down prematurely or not? Um, so right. that's what okay. we're looking at right now. So anyway, um, yeah. So let's take a look at this. I just I just highlighted some areas that are worth taking a look at here. Um, so here's the report. Their key findings actually is more of a. It's not really a key findings. Here we go. Um, so some conclusions. We're unclear how the coroner, so this is about the coroner of this, this girl, Victoria, who died. I explained that she died on heroin overdose. The, they're unclear how the coroner could have concluded no inferences can be made that the events from the 24th September were reasonably foreseeable. That's her, her date of her, her death. Um, so uh, he was saying, hey, like he, there was all this evidence. He said she was providing sexual favors for heroin. So he knew um, and then he said, well, we couldn't have predicted. And the reason I want to point this out is um, <sighs> evil often disguises itself as incompetence. And we've talked before about large bureaucracies, specifically government bureaucracies, wanting to preserve themselves and having that be one of the primary motivations for their behavior. So this is the corner. I just want to look at what the corner says. He says, well, this, this, now, again, this is a child providing sexual favors. So that's rape, right? He knows that she's providing sexual favors. He knows that she was on heroin. And he says, well, we couldn't have foreseen that she would have OD'd on heroin. Okay, that's weird. But look at how he concludes his report or his, his thing. It is absolutely essential also that the public remain confident that the quality of care and support afforded to children cared for within the child protection, with the child protection system. So I just want to pause for a second, Carrie. This guy's job is to determine why she died. Um, and he goes out of his way to say, well, the most important thing here, or the absolutely essential thing here is that the public remains confident that we're protecting these girls. 
That's not the most important thing. The most important thing is the, the medical truth and the truth about what was happening. So he's already in CYA mode, um, I basically from the outset. CYA being cover your A. Cover your butt, yes, cover your butt. Okay. Um, so, however, to this day, no investigation has taken place into the exploitation of Victoria. So they haven't even really investigated her. Here's some highlights. Um, just, just so you know what was going on, detectives built up a compelling picture of the systematic exploitation of looked-after children. These are people in care of the state. In the care, in the care system in the city of Manchester. So these are kids that the, the system is aware of, right? They reported that they had, quote, identified a total of at least 26 girls under the age of 16 who are all in the care of Manchester Social Services and are believed to be at risk. They expected to find more and believe that at least 15 of these would cooperate with police. Officers conducting the scoping exercise reported that this is them when the when the Operation Augusta is beginning. Officers conducting the scoping exercise reported that there were in the region of 97 persons of interest who had been identified as being involved in some way in the sexual exploitation of victims. That's quite a lot. Um, there were not 97 arrests or even close to that. These people are all described in their reports as Asian men, even though one of the detectives says, well, these are Pakistani. These are all Pakistani gangs, basically. They're, they're predominantly Pakistani. Um, the reason, again, the reason that's important, um, well, it's because they're Pakistani that uh, the police and administrators are nervous about criticizing them. Because if you criticize someone who is from a predominantly Muslim country, what do you get called, Carrie? Islamophobic. You're a racist Islamophobe. So, so they refer to them as Asian men, which is a little bit rich. Okay. <sighs> There's, this is a society and a culture that has become obsessed with the wrong things. They're Absolutely. obsessed with protecting the wrong people and the wrong things. Yeah. They are so afraid of offending that they are protecting pedophiles and rapists. Yep. Yep. And, you know, as I was saying before, the sometimes, you, you know, evil will use incompetence as, as a disguise here, right? Well... Here's how it kind of looks from the outside. It just looks like a bunch of incompetence. There was no central responsibility for child export, exploitation. Issues were split between three divisions, dispute and conflict, blah, blah, blah. Difficulties were experienced. It, basically, they're under-resourced, blah, blah. So there's a lot of this, like, just kind of looks like bureaucratic incompetence. Um, they removed resources from the investigation here. Um the the uh, review team requested copies of minutes from meetings where they decided to shut this investigation down. Of course, oops, we lost them. We don't have them. We're not giving you the minutes from meetings. We don't know. Um, the problem that Operation Augusta had been set up to tackle. So, by the way, this just really quickly, this review team concluded that the operation was set up properly, but then uh, basically abandoned and not allowed to continue. So, so they say... The problem that Operation Augusta had been set up to tackle, namely the sexual exploitation throughout a wide area of a significant number of children in the care system by predominantly Asian men, there's that word again, had not been addressed. Very few of the relevant perpetrators were brought to justice and neither were their activities disrupted. 
so this is an interesting way to say their activity is disrupted. So let's just be clear about what that means. Their rape gangs, their grooming gangs, their exploitation, their sexual abuse and exploitation of young girls was allowed to continue. Uh, these are predominantly white young girls, just FYI, in case, uh, uh, in case that matters. I think it matters only because it's protecting one group um, because of their race from um, criticism. And I don't know, maybe if they were raping other Pakistani girls, it would have been an issue. I'm not sure. Uh, okay. I, I have an opinion on that, and the answer is no. It wouldn't be an issue. They don't care the they don't care the race of the victim. It this is all about not appearing to be Islamophobic or racist, and so this is about protecting the perpetrators uh, because of what uh, you know country of origin they happen to be from, what race they happen to be, what uh, religion they happen to uh, subscribe to. It's yeah, not I, about I agree the with you. Victim, yeah. So my opinion is it wouldn't matter to them at all. Yeah. It would only matter if the race of the perpetrator were different. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think they would care if the race of the victims were different. But if this was a gang of Catholic men who were white, uh, this would be treated much differently, obviously. Oh, absolutely. Right. In fact, especially if it was Catholic white men uh, with a grooming gang targeting Pakistani girls. That would be a very different situation. Okay. So what did the report find so far? This is, again, only part one of the report has been released. There's clear evidence that prof professionals at the time were aware these young people were being sexually exploit exploited and that this was generally perpetrated by an older group of Asian men. Again, the word Asian. There was significant information known at the time about their names, their locations, and telephone numbers, but the available evidence was not used to pursue the offenders. Perpetrators appeared to be offering operating in plain sight, hanging around in cars outside care homes, and foster homes and returning young people to their care addresses. So just kind of operating under their noses. Um, here are some things that care, uh, carers heard. So these are things that we, they heard from the children um, that they basically ignored. Carers heard a child say they go to various houses with groups of Asian males aged 18 to 23 and have sex. She has been with a 23-year-old male that previous night, and he introduced her to his brother, the girls are allegedly forced to have sex with the men. A child who was still very young reported that she had been restrained by a man in his mid-20s who then seriously assaulted her and committed an extremely serious and distressing sexual act. Care staff reported on one child that, was, that there was a network of Asian men, and it was likely that this was where the child was getting her money from. The social worker said that one of the men would have given her money, and this led to her being sent to different establishments for sex. Carers reported to police that a child had provided information stating that she was being pursued, threatened, coerced into having sex by two men who were Asian. A child begged her carers, begged her carers to get away from her, get her away from Manchester as she was too involved with Asian men. Again, this word Asian, it makes me think of Chinese men, which is totally unfair. She disclosed that an Asian man was known by his nickname, made her do things she didn't want to do. A child described how she would go to flats with friends. There are lots of Asian men there, and she would give, she'd be given drink, vodka or similar, and drugs, cocaine. She described how she would have sex with them without a fight and do whatever they wanted us to do. Um, in conclusion, this is the, the report. In conclusion, we found clear evidence in the social care, social care files that the young people were not well served or protected by the statutory agencies. Then they went on to, they took 25 sample cases from the girls who had been identified uh, years ago during this operation 
and they realized that, and they kind of looked to see, well, were any of these sample cases that were basically dropped was there probable evidence that they actually were being exploited? Yes, yeah, 16 of them, there was enough to, they should have kind of moved forward, but didn't. Um, so uh, they talk about how they just kind of relied on the girls coming forward, but according to the statutes, they're not supposed to rely on the girls coming forward. Um, joint police and social service investigation should take place where there is evidence that a child is involved in commercial sexual exploitation. This should occur in all circumstances, including those when a child refuses to make a complaint. There should never be an expectation that vulnerable children or young people can provide protection for themselves. Yet that's how the police were operating. Um, we do not understand why so why many of the men identified as significantly involved in the sexual exploitation of specific children were not formally designated as suspects. Um, so uh, let's see. I, I guess um, the next thing, I mean, there's some more summary stuff. The only other thing I think um, is really relevant is there's this, let me find this. There's this, uh, oops, I spelled her name wrong. There's a detective who was actually taken off the case, Margaret Oliver. She was a detective on the Augusta team. And uh, she, her husband got sick. And so she had to leave for a little while, um, assuming that her team would kind of still be going forward with everything. When she came back, they, her entire team had moved completely off the case, off all these cases. Everything had been dropped and let to rot. So uh, this is what she says about it. Don't believe any of this rubbish that police have learned from their mistakes. I worked on an almost identical operation in 2004, Operation Augusta. This is her talking about actually another one of the ones we were, we were talking about before, Carrie. She was on that one, too. I worked on an almost identical operation in 2004, Operation Augusta, which had identified dozens of young victims and dozens of suspects. It was a virtual carbon copy of Rockdale. Men of largely Pakistani heritage were abusing vulnerable white girls in Home, or home I'm not sure how to say that, in around Rusholm. I was on that job for a year and a half. It was a huge investigation. Um, we had social workers telling us they've been trying to get the police to take this problem seriously for years, but not one offender was arrested or charged. I couldn't believe it. It was as if none of it had ever happened. Nobody was ever able, able to explain to me why the case had been dropped. I don't know that we need to keep going through this. I think you get the idea, Carrie. Yeah. I'm going to see with this new technology. I don't know if I can share my screen. Can I practice that real quick? Even if you have to edit it. Yeah, try it. Okay. Let's see. Okay. So I just want to share some of the articles of the other cities that we talked about where this has happened before. Cause like you said, since you ended on that bit with her, you know, her talking about how this, She's been involved in other investigations in other cities, and the police have not learned their lesson. Um, yep. This is an article from March of 2018, so two years ago. This was about Telford. Uh, this is an article in the National Review. You can find lots of other sources of this. There's tons of pieces on this. This is not some right-wing story. However, this is a great example of how the legacy media doesn't report on things that don't fit their narrative. When I shared this two years ago, I asked, I was still heavily in the SJW world at the time I was coming out of it. Right. And I still had, I had a lot more SJWs who were still friends with me online than I do now. And I asked, have you heard about this? Have you heard it in the news? Why not? And, in, and instead of admitting that it's not in the na mainstream news, 
uh, I had SJWs pushing back and saying, you know, well, just because it's not in the news, does it? You, they were trying to come up with excuses for why this isn't a major news story in their echo chamber, in the SJW echo chamber. Um, it, it was just, it just sickened me. It sickened me. Yep. Um, okay, so this this headline is report afraid of racism accusations. British police didn't didn't address child sex ring. This one again is specifically about Telford. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's talking to, it's talking about, oh, it was this Sunday Mirror, a new report by the Sunday Mirror. As many as a thousand victims over the past three decades. Yep. The report reveals that authorities in the town of Telford became aware of the scale of the problem in the 1990s, but failed to prevent the continued drugging, beating, and rape of hundreds of girls, some of whom were as young as 11 years old, until an official investigation was launched roughly a decade later. Um, and what they found was that the police were afraid of being called racists. And that's why they didn't do anything. Here it is. Uh, police avoided sharing information about the abusers with Telford's Asian community for fear of being called racist, the report alleges. Social workers in the town, meanwhile, treated the victims as prostitutes. That's something you touched on, mm-hmm. according to police reports. Um, okay, here's another one. This is a different town. This is Rotherham. Why did British police... This is, a, this is in Forbes, okay? So you don't get away with calling this a right-wing source. This is in Forbes.com. Why did British police ignore Pakistani gangs abusing 1,400 Rotherham children? Political correctness. Um, here's a quote from the story. One Labour MP called this, quote, this is about not wanting to rock the multicultural community boat. Now, this is the one where they had an independent commission to figure out why the cops did nothing. Yep. And it was and it was because of fears of being called racist and Islamophobic. Um, this is just another headline about as they're being sentenced, Rotherham child sex gang shout Allah Akbar in court as they're jailed for 80 years for abusing girls. This is after some of them are actually convicted later. Um, by the way, wasn't it something? I'm remembering something now. Um, wait, how do I stop sharing my screen? I'm, I've got you. You're not showing it anymore. <laughs> okay, good. Um, who was it that, wasn't it, was it Count Dankula that got in trouble for reporting? No, it was Tommy Robinson got in trouble for reporting outside of one of these court cases. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was Tommy Robinson, and it was um, he violated. His, they claimed he violated his parole for reporting outside of one of these. Um, I don't remember the specifics, but it was you know bull. Uh, but yeah, that was Tommy Robinson. Yeah, um, they don't want they don't want you to report on this. They don't want people talking about this. Right, and so look, I you know Carrie, I just kind of wanted to lead with the facts about what we know about this uh this uh, manchester thing but um you know and i did i did start by saying you know trying to be very careful like we're not saying they're raping because they're pakistani we're not saying they're raping because they're muslim um but they are being protected uh because of their country of origin out of fear of political correctness yeah that's why they're being protected Right. Um, and, 
you know, I, I'm just going to go out and say this as well, which I know might upset some people. Maybe it'll upset you. Uh, you know, you have to be, when you are taking immigrants in from various places around the world, you have to be highly aware of what cultures you're um, bringing in to the, to the country that you're in, UK or US. And you need to have a plan for assimilation, if possible, for those cultures. And there are horrible cultures in the world who do horrible things and treat gays uh, unjustly, treat women and girls unjustly. There are cultures where this kind of behavior is acceptable. I'm not saying entire nations where this behavior is acceptable, although kind of there probably are. Um, but there's definitely cultures where this type of behavior is acceptable. And to turn a blind eye to importing a, a bunch of people who have a culture around this um, is is really just suicide for, for a nation. And we need to be able to talk about, if it turns out that a lot of these rape gangs are Pakistani men of Muslim origin, then we need to ask ourselves, why? Why isn't it... Why aren't they gangs of roving Chinamen from, you know, Beijing? Why are they Pakistani men that are Muslim? Why isn't it Buddhists from Beijing who are doing this? And we really need to uncover what's going on culturally and what belief system enables this. And what maybe it's maybe it's a particular variant of a particular religion. We need to be able to have that conversation out in the open because what's happening is we are allow we are sacrificing young girls innocent young girls we are sacrificing them at the altar of wokeness that's what this is and it's real sacrifice like actual death and abuse um and i don't know carrie to me this just um i think governments lose legitimacy when they fail to protect basic individual rights on a regular basis and and, you know, I think if you look out at the world, if you look out at the, the community you live in and you say to yourself, justice would be better served if the police weren't in my way to go serve justice, like that's when uh, stability is basically doomed at that point. And if you're if you're a parent in one of these communities looking at this and especially if you're in the UK and you're looking at this happen, I mean, I can't imagine having a daughter in one of these towns in the UK. It's predominantly, uh, quote, lower class communities who, who I guess don't have resources to bribe politicians or whatever it is. But can you imagine being a parent and having your child caught up in one of these things and being told by the police, like, we're not going to do anything about it and you can't do anything about it. At that point, you've got to opt for anarchy and be like, it would be better if this was just a fight because at least I could go try and rescue my child. At this yeah. point, I, I'm literally being prevented from saving my child. And of course, injustice happens sometimes in any system of justice. There's always mistakes and injustice that happen. But when this starts to happen regularly, and that's the expectation, I don't know how you can have any confidence in your system of government whatsoever. It's a very depressing, heavy topic today for Daily Confeffi. <laughs> but I'm yeah. glad we talked about it. I know it's depressing, and it's probably yeah. going to get worse. This is only the part one of the report, right? So they may go into, I don't know, but maybe their future reports will be trying to figure out, like, why did they not, why did they shut it down, and why didn't they do this? And maybe maybe we'll find out more, maybe we'll get more evidence that it was what we both know it is, which is 
officials being concerned about being called racist. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know that it's all cops either. I imagine there's a lot of detectives. I mean, I know at least this uh, Margaret um, woman, like, she was upset by this. Like, some of the cops are upset by this, but, you know, they're oh, not always in control. It's not that, yeah. They're not in control. This is administrators. This is the same problem that we have at colleges. And this is bureaucracy and government. That's who's, make, that's who's making these calls. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, you know, you can see where their priorities are. So their priorities are to make sure to not hurt the feelings of immigrants from specific countries or with specific beliefs. Um, and it's so important that those people's feelings aren't hurt that, you know, your kid gets raped. It's, Who cares? It's not even about hurting those people's feelings. No, it's about how they look. Yeah, that's fair. They, that's a good point. They don't care. They they only care because they think it will be a story. They don't want to be called racist or Islamophobic. It's about themselves. That's, that's a great point, Carrie. You're right. They don't care about the feelings of the Pakistani men. No. They care about the feelings of, they care about actually the criticism of their woke white peers. That's what they care yes. about. That's all they care about is the criticism of the woke media. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. So, and, you know, as there was a, there's a great article about this, if you want to read about this particular thing in um, Spiked by a guy named Brendan O'Neill. He's the, he's an editor at Spiked. Um, and he makes a great point, which is like, this report was released Tuesday, January 14th. So yesterday, right? Yesterday, this report was released. Um, and what is everyone talking about in the UK? What's the big news in the UK? Oh, Meghan Merkel is being mistreated, right? We're, they're focused on they're Who focused cares? on royalty being mistreated, and here we are with uh, scores of young girls put at risk. By the way, the parts of the report I didn't read, Carrie. Um, they they these these gangs were allowed to continue operating, and they identified victims of the perpetrators who were known, who could have been brought to justice. So like more girls were thrown under the bus because obviously they let the, they let these continue. And so, um, more of these crimes just continued. Thank you guys for tuning in to daily Kefefe. If you, uh, if you like the show, please share it, subscribe. And, um, I definitely encourage you to read more about these stories and look up some of these cities we talked about and see what's been going on. Um, and you will have to look for it because you're probably not going to see it in legacy media. Yeah. Yeah, you won't. I'll put a link to some of this stuff uh, in the in the no, in the the no notes in the show. Um, but it's a heavy topic. Maybe we'll talk about something lighter tomorrow, Carrie. Um, but have a good day, everyone. And um, I don't know. <laughs> I want to say something uplifting and encouraging and optimistic Goodbye. about the West. But... Uh, I can't. Gary says bye. Hi, everyone. This is a quick addendum to our Daily Kofefi show today. I wanted to let you know, I know earlier in the show, I was trying to be very careful about not jumping to conclusions that weren't expressly referenced in this report that we were talking about regarding Operation um, Augusta. And, and I had used some language that said, well, it's probably due to the fact that they were Pakistani men in these rape gangs, and uh, and Carrie was saying, obviously, it's very much due to that, but I was being very careful, or at least I was trying to be careful about what this report actually concludes. But after the show, 
Uh, Carrie's off to work. She knows I'm making this addendum because after the show, I, I called her to let her know I was reading this report a little bit more. And I ran across something that completely validates Carrie's assumption and what we all suspected. But I didn't want to say it directly on the show. And now we can say it directly. Here it is. This is from this report about Operation Augusta. <clears throat> so it says that the SIO, this is the senior investigative officer, uh, confirmed that he was aware of the many sensitive community issues around policing the South Manchester Division. The profile of potential offenders highlighted under the scoping for Operation Augusta were predominantly adult Asian men. Remember, they're using Asian as code for Pakistani. Uh, predominantly adult Pakistani men from local minority ethnic communities in the area covered by South Manchester Division. So he says, okay, well, this is a sensitive issue. It's sensitive because they're Pakistani men. So just take a step back and look at this from a justice perspective. This is the authorities saying, well, we want to be careful because the perpetrators are a particular race. And that makes it a sensitive issue. We don't want our our white woke colleagues to scold us. So we need to be careful. He goes on to say he also informed the review team that GMP, this is the police, uh, GMP had recently dealt with an unrelated case involving Kurdish people in the South Manchester Division area. This was called Operation Zoological. Uh, that had created community tensions. And Augusta, the operation we're talking about now, uh, was to examine accusations against another minority group. So he said, hey, well, we you know, can create some tensions when the community finds out people of this particular ethnicity are, the, are predominantly the perpetrators here that could cause some tension. So they're very aware of this. They don't want to uh, have uh, accusa accusations against minority groups, even though these particular group of men deserve accusations against them, obviously. And then further on here, last this is the last thing I'll share with you. On July 12, 2004, the SIO attained, attended a meeting at GMP headquarters. This is police headquarters. Uh, GMP, I think, is uh, Greater Manchester Police, I believe, something like that, uh, headquarters, to discuss communications. This meeting acknowledged that the inquiry was sensitive due to the involvement of Asian men, again, being a code for Pakistani men. So they're saying, okay, well, the meeting is sensitive. Talking about the perpetrators is sensitive because of their ethnicity. The communications lead was asked to consider whether the Channel 4 documentary, uh, this is in reference, there was a documentary that was going to talk about some of this stuff, uh, was asked to consider whether the Channel 4 documentary on West Yorkshire that might go forward in case this caused problems for Augusta. Remember, Augusta is the investigation of these rape gangs and specifically Virginia's uh, death and the, and the other girls that might be uh, affected in that community. So uh, they're saying, hey, Consider whether this documentary uh, might cause problems for the operation. Concerns were expressed about the risk of proactive tactics or the incitement of racial hatred. There were also concerns expressed about the damages, uh, the damaged relations following Operation Zoological. So if you'll notice here, the priority of the authorities, and again, maybe it's not all the cops on the ground, but certainly the higher ups, the people in charge, the priority, the people attending these meetings, their concern is about the perpetrators. It's about not appearing to be uh, biased against or uh, bigoted against or targeting the perpetrators in any way. And they're willing to sacrifice your children, 
your innocent little girls, innocent little girls in the UK are being sacrificed so that these jerks, these virtue signaling jerks can make sure that they don't get called bad names by their woke friends. That's all. See you tomorrow.